Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You ever go to the gym with somebody, and five minutes into the workout you realize that shit was a mistake? I got friends I hate going to the gym with. One in particular. This dude live in the gym. And we ain't hung out in a minute, so he's like, yo, man, let's, let's just go to the gym together since you work out every day anyway. Easy way for us to catch up. Fits both of our schedules. So I'd do it. That was stupid. You can't go to the gym with people who live in the gym. This is why I never wanted a personal trainer. I already struggle with authority. Never really been a fan of someone telling me what to do in an aggressive manner. Can't really deal with that too much outside of doing it for a paycheck. It's the only time in my life I've ever had to deal with somebody yelling at me and telling me what to do. Imagine me paying you to do it. No. I can Google how many reps to do. I'll be fine. But here I am. Get to the gym with this dude. We 45 minutes into the workout. I'm sweating like crazy. Stand up. He go, how was that? I go, fam. I'm worn out. He's like, I know, right? That's a great warm-up. Yo. Yo, my guy. When you say warm-up, maybe we got two definitions of what a warm-up is. But that wasn't a warm-up. That was a wrap-up. I'm finished. Talking about warm. It's time to cool down. You talking about a warm-up. He laughing. <laughs> Yo, you stupid. No, I'm dead ass. Who's stupid? Yo, Mo, you so funny. Yeah, you not. You think I'm going to continue? Maybe I'm the guy who doesn't get in the game then. Maybe all I do is warm up. Maybe I'm on the end of the bench. I don't know, but I'm fine with that. I can tell you that much. I'm not lifting another weight. He told me, nah, man, come on. We got to keep getting it. We got to get to it. See, and this is why I don't like you people who live in the gym. Because <laughs> y'all always telling me to listen to my body. That's the first thing you say. You got to listen to your body. Your body's going to tell you what it wants. But the moment I tell you I'm done working out, because my body hurts and it's telling me to stop. Here you go. You got to push your body. You got to go for just a little bit more. No, I don't. You just told me to listen to my body and my body said, knock this shit off. That's what my body said. My body said, we not warming up. We wrapping up. He told my nah, you got more in you. Come on, fam. Don't. Don't try to pretend like you understand what my body says. He told my nah, your body says you've got more. Fam, don't tell me what my body said. You have no idea what my body said. You have never spoke to my body. Fuck is you, Kid Ink? You don't know my body language? It's not a lot that you've been saying, but I can tell from your body language. Okay, let's talk about it. I have no idea what my body is talking about. Don't ever comment on what you think my body said. It's my body, my choice. I choose to be done. My body only speaks to me, and I am done. I am going home. What the hell? I want to work out this bad. You wanted them dudes working on his neck muscles. What the hell you need neck muscles for? When you get to the point where you got a neck day, it's not even a back day. It's not a chest day, bicep, triceps, traps, nothing. Neck day. Who the hell needs a neck day, man? <laughs> I don't know what your life is like, but I don't remember the last time I was in a situation where I said to myself, damn, if only I had more neck muscles. Man, <laughs> this would have been so much easier. This is just not happening to me. I don't know about you guys. I need neck muscles. I'm done. To my, come on, man. Hey, listen, man. You want to work out so bad? Why don't you fix this shit going on with you and your wife? Work that out. Mm. Welcome to In The Moment. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. 
and my new listeners. Episode 63. Shout out to Prince. The late great Prince. April 21st marked the five year anniversary of his passing. Honoring a legend in a moment. This is what we do. If this is your first time, put your hand in the air. All right. Take a second to realize if you actually put your hand in the air, you did that knowing I couldn't see you and that was weird. I don't know how many people did that. One person, at least. You did that. If you are that person, <laughs> you are nasty. Moving on. Who's next? Y'all got to excuse me. I'm in real form today. I woke up with a little something in the throat. Might have had the AC on a little too low. Ran to the emergency. We'll see what happens. I'm in that stage of life when you know you're on the runway, but you don't know if you're taking off or you're staying. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. But since I'm here, it'll be a little easier to tell y'all why I'm mad this week. So we released a video this week for Jaden Moe. Afternoons, Q99.7, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. And it was a lit Q&A video. We were at the battery, having a good time, sitting on the grass, answering all of the tough questions, drinking daiquiris. Yes, I was drinking a daiquiri. I mean, it was kind of the thing to do, all right? That was the drink that was there. A few of you are judging me. That's fine. There was extra shots in mine, though. Just know that. Understand that. I had a daiquiri with a little splackery. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like a regular standard daiquiri. Just just throwing that out there for who it may concern. Now, <laughs> one of the questions was, have you ever done something crazy for a dare or something like that? And I'm mad at what Jade said. One of my friends, we had like, his mom got us like a sub platter. Like she got like a bunch of food, but she had a sub platter. And he came out with a sandwich. With a, excuse me? <laughs> he dressed his meat with meat and cheese. Yeah, I ain't never heard of a cock sandwich in my life. That's one of them things I would have been comfortable going the rest of my life never knowing about. I never wanted to know that. If I had to know that information, you have to know that information. There's a such thing as a cock sandwich. I'm not sure I'll ever look at any sandwich the same. So many foods are being ruined for me, man. Hot girl summer ruined cucumbers for me. Now this. Jade is going to kill me for this, by the way. So y'all better enjoy it. <laughs> but what in the hell is a cock sandwich? Know what kind of place you got to be in in life? To look at a tray of amazingly sliced meats and things and then think of your meat and things like you that bread somebody else was hungry here you go putting your dick in places it don't belong there's always there's always that guy right in the party that would do something like create a cock sandwich i can't stay here long because i'm uncomfortable talking about it but i'm mad at it and that wasn't even where it ended Jade said more. It was like the hairiest person in our group. Oh. <laughs> and I licked his armpit. Ah. They spread the hair. What? <laughs> Why? It was my dare. So? I'm going to be honest with y'all. <laughs> I was never the guy who felt like when you play truth or dare, I have to do what you dare me to do. I don't. <laughs> I know, goes against the rules, I know. But there are times in life when I'm going to have all the fun in the world, and there are other times when I'm going to tell you, no. <laughs> hey, fuck no. I'm not doing that. I don't, oh, you're ruining the game. I don't, okay, I don't care. Hey, guess who's not about to jump off the roof into the neighbor's swimming pool? This guy, <laughs> I, 
I don't care. Yo, your friends are how you jump off the Empire State Building when you're young. Yo, it's a dare. You have to. No, actually, I don't, fam. Nothing's going to happen to me if I don't. It's no different than the little chain text messages you get, the chain messages. If you don't look at seven people within the next 24 seconds, you're going to die. <laughs> Man. Yo, if that... And people will really run outside and find seven people and stare at them. Yeah, I promise you. I read a million of them letters. Nothing has happened. Let it go. You don't have to do it. Sure, you can, if it's you. But if it's me, no. Jay really gonna kill me for this. Y'all gonna get me in trouble. Who's next? I'm mad at how irresponsible some of the older men in my family were with their porn collections as I was growing up. <laughs> I told y'all. I told y'all I'm in a mood today, man. I don't know where I'm going. It's going to be a different kind of episode. But I'm mad at it because we talked about this today on The Bird Show because Playboy Magazine was speaking of a cover issue and it made us wonder if Playboy were actually still producing printed issues we found out they're not they stopped about a year ago but then that led to the conversation of how many of your uncles back in the day used to have the playboy magazines under the bed or stashed away wherever and i've certainly gone to my share of family members homes and saw the little playboy magazines under the bed not even tucked all the way in like you tried to throw it under there real quick didn't have time to check to see if it actually made the landing and just left it <laughs> But nowadays, if the older men in your family got their little porno stash, it probably would be on some kind of electronic. But back in the day, you had the magazines, you had the videotapes. And for me, it was the videotapes. And I've talked about this at comedy shows. So it's not a story I haven't told before, but I, for some reason, feel way more comfortable saying who the person is on stage than I do in my podcast, so I'm not going to blow them up. I used to go visit this family member, and they had a bunch of DVDs and VHSs. And, you know, as a kid, I was home one day and curious. So I hit the stash, and I wasn't looking for no porn or anything like that. I was, like, looking for Pulp Fiction or something. I, I would have been fine with just a rated R movie. That's what I was on. I'd have took anything with a few curse words and 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 maybe some nudity. And here I am scrolling through. Some told me when I found a couple R-rated movies, I should have stopped on like Beverly Hills Cop or something like that. Little R-rated movie, right? I'm good as a kid, but no, I keep going. Curious minds want to know, and I scroll and I scroll and I come across something else. I don't remember the name, but it might have been like Beverly Hills Cock. You know, I've never seen anything like it. Bunch of grown, butt-naked people on the cover of this VHS. What else I'm going to do? I have to know. I can't go back and tell my friends, yo, you'll never believe what I saw. And then when they go, what well, did you pop it in? I say, no, I was afraid. So I popped it in. Oh. I'll never forget. Yo, this stays between us, okay? <laughs> man, this shit ruined my childhood. Oh, man, I'll never forget. It comes right on. It's playing some fancy old music. It's like this woman. And she's like making these weird sounds to herself. Doing things to herself that as a kid I'd never witnessed. She's just making those really weird old sounds, man. Next thing I know, the camera starts to kind of just pan around the room. Slowly. Starts to capture this chiseled black man. And he's behind a set of drums. And he's just beating the drums with no shirt on. Beating the shit out the drums. And I'm thinking he ain't got no shirt on, but as a kid, I didn't realize he ain't have a damn thing on. Like nothing. 
He's beating the drum. And she's in the back making weird noises. But at this point, I'm intrigued. What's next? Well, I'll tell you what was next. Who's next? That man stood up from behind them drums. And in that moment, I realized how the hell he was beating a drum with what appeared to be three hands. I want no damn hand, man. Man stood up and had three legs. I was like seven. I just remember yelling. <laughs> Mama! I couldn't believe what I saw. I thought something was wrong with that man. He needs help. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all in on my childhood, man. It shit messed me up. It messed me up. I stopped that video so fast. Put it away real quick. Then I had to take it back out because I was a smart kid. I remembered that I had to rewind it. I had to put it back where I had it. Or someone would know I was in the stash and I knew the secret. I discovered the man with three legs. It's a conversation I had to have with that family member 20-something years later. Your stash fucked me up, bro. <laughs> I see why you ain't had no confidence in life. <laughs> no wonder. Hey, I gotta mess you up. Your girl date him, she ain't never coming back. Anyway. Who's next? I'm mad at my taste. I realize I got like a taste problem in life. I don't know about y'all, but if I ever go to a store or something like that, and I don't look at prices and i just try to pick out the shirt i like the best the jacket i like the best whatever it is it's always the most expensive one every single time and i hate this i want to like whatever is on sale but i never seem to choose that item and i was having a conversation with one of my boys the other day and i realized i've been that way with everything Growing up, dating, same thing. If I ever chose to like a girl from the group, it was always the one who I could not afford. Every single time. And I didn't know. Wasn't doing it on purpose. I realized this earlier about myself. It was like right when Facebook first started. I liked the girl. She gave me her Facebook. I went to her pictures. The first thing I saw, she was getting on somebody's jet. I was like, nah. There's nothing I can do for you, queen. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Sometimes as a man, that's a reality. Kim Kardashian got 145,000 men in her DMs right now from what I've heard. Probably two of them have as much money as her. If that. What are the rest really going to do, man? I know they say money doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Stop it. Don't start that. For some women, it doesn't matter. For other women, they, hey, listen. You had to go in your pockets. I had to go deep. I was never that guy. I want too much. That's the thing. That's my problem. You know the day I realized that I truly want too much out of a person? For anybody that is single, you have to ask yourself one question. Is it you? <laughs> it might be you. Most single people will tell you in a heartbeat, yo, it's no good men out here. Yo, all the women are trash out here. But is that really true? Is it you? Do you want too much? I believe for the majority of my life, I have wanted too much. I can admit that. And the day I knew it, first time I ever created a profile on a dating app. Took me years to finally give it a shot. But when I first did it, they asked me about the little filters. What do you want? So I started telling them. Started off with like 40 million people in the pool. They asked me like seven questions. Woman. Age range. How many kids? Likes and dislikes. Occupation, all that. Went through my little list. Fam, it was two women left. <laughs> when I was done with my filter, we went from like 40 million to two. I ain't want any of them. I ain't know what they looked like, what they did, nothing. I just put in what I thought. I really want it. And in that moment, I realized I wanted way too damn much. <laughs> like, yo, she don't even exist. Just stop. You got to ask yourself, is your dating filter just a little too strong? Is your taste just a little too expensive? Only you can really answer that. Mine was, and I was mad at it. Who's next? I'm mad at people who put gum under the desk. Man, I, I just never understood this. For what? Like, I never understood why this was a thing. 
And I'm not even mad at the fact that people would do it, right? Because people do dumb shit. It is what it is. I'm mad at the fact that I was the idiot who would go touching under the desk to realize it was there. Like, I'm not exactly sure what I was looking for. (laughs) As I look back on it, I can remember a few times finding out there was gum under my desk. Maybe a couple times it just happened because I was tall and my hands were, you know, on my legs and I just brushed across some gum. But there was definitely a time or two I was just down there just feeling. Why? What are you doing? I'm mad at myself, actually. I take it back. What was ever going to be valuable under the desk that I even knew there was gum there? I'm not even sure why I knew, but I knew. And now I'm mad again at the people who put gum under desk. If that is you, you're next. Who's next? I'm mad at the I just saw your tweet text. If you've ever been in a relationship while being a tweeter, you might have been in this situation once or twice. My homeboy calls me the other day and he's like, yo... I got in trouble again. I said, what you do? Talking wild on Twitter. I'm like, well, you need to stop. But he doesn't want to stop. That's his thing. He talks crazy on Twitter. That's how he has a good following because he just says random things. But he was like, she hit me the other day and she's like, yo, I saw your tweet. I knew it was lit. And I said, I remember those days. Yo, when you get the text that just simply says, I saw your tweet. And when you tweeting, tweeting, you don't know which one she saw. You got to go back and scroll through how many of the wild things you said. Might be five or six of them. You don't know which one to explain. You have to tell me which one was crazy to you. That's always kind of a little weird phase, too, if you if you big on social media. Now, in my younger days, I use social media personally, so I remember these moments. Now, I wouldn't have these issues. I don't care about social media outside of work at all. But I do remember... When social media first became a thing, and I was caught up on it like everybody else, when you started dating somebody, you kind of had to, like, really think about all of the things you were posting a little differently. Right? Like, when you were in the phase of not talking to anybody, you was just letting shit fly. You say what you want, post what you want, you want a gram posting. But when you in that phase of, like, yo, I like somebody and they might like me, you start really thinking... (laughs) Just a little more about what you posting and how you posting it. Posts got to be a little flyer. They got to make a little more sense. You know what I mean? You try to be a little articulate. (laughs) You think about it. You actually post based on this person is going to see your post and these are their first impressions of you. It's kind of wild how we do that. And as soon as you know they like you, you go back to your ratchet ass self and post whatever you want. It's a nasty word. Who's next? All right, let's get in the shout out. I dreamed it all ever since I was young. They said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Shout out to the culture. For real, man. Power to the people. Seeing a guilty verdict for Derek Chauvin. I won't go too much into the details of all of the things going on because i just rather focus on other things right now and have some fun with y'all. But, however, I do believe that a change is here and a lot of that is because of the efforts of the people, the voices, the efforts, the standing up for what you believe in and fighting for what you want and fighting for what you want to see. Um... I really do think it's a testament to all of those efforts. So if you've been a part of that in any way, shape, or form, shout out to you. A change is going to come. Shout out to the couple who planned an entire wedding at a mansion just this week. Found a real nice property. Uh, It was a swimming pool with a waterfall, hot tub, bowling alley, tennis court, gazebo, 800-foot bar. It was lit, man. They had it rocking. Went out of their way to find this really, really big mansion to have this wedding at and invite all of their family and friends. And it was dope, man. Everything was great until they realized that the only problem was someone actually lived there. Uh, they, they, They didn't own it, and they thought it was fake it. So they didn't own it, and they had no permission to use it. Um, there was a whole family living there. And uh, if, if for some reason you, you're wondering where this couple is from, uh, Florida. <laughs> Yo, those shots, man. I'm just telling y'all the facts. They, uh, um, 
uh, Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones. They sent out these invites to all their friends and family to join them for a weekend ceremony and a Sunday brunch at this $5 million mansion. And when the groom showed up Saturday morning to set up, they realized that the owner, a guy named Nathan, still lived there. How you make plans at somebody else's house, man? <laughs> This don't make no damn sense. You got all these guests showing up. Guests probably flew in from out of town. They showing up and got a dude there like, yeah, yeah, the people who invited you here. Uh, They know I lived here. I'm sorry. Goodbye. How embarrassing is that? I don't even want to get married anymore. Imagine having to re-invite people. What do you do after that? You just go to Dave and Buster's or something? Or just do it here? Like, what do you do? You got to still get married. All these people are here. You have a venue now, it's last minute, during a pandemic. There's so much wrong with this situation, but I guess he tried, poor thing. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. You give me the business. Let's talk Ashanti, man. Ashanti. Shanti is an R&B singer most known for her hits while she was with Murder, Inc., and she posted a picture on Instagram of herself with a new man. Now, she has not said that this is her man, but people have, of course, assumed that it's her man, and they have a lot to say. One, because she has a man, and she's finally posting one. She hasn't done that, and the other reason is because he's white. People have something to say about it. Here's my thing. My thing is <laughs> the Internet is nasty. And <laughs> I don't even know that this is her man, so I don't have a comment, nor do I care if it's her man. But one thing I will say about Ashanti, people have been trying to give her a man for the longest. If I were her, I mean, every single time she posts a man in her picture, people are going off. Last week, it was Flo Rida. She just posts a picture with a man It makes the shade room. It goes crazy. If I'm Ashanti, yo, I'm posting a picture with a new man every day. If y'all really gonna have me trending on Twitter, all over the shade room, everywhere, for simply posting a picture with a man? I'm posting a man every day. Go crazy. <laughs> it's the easiest marketing since Ushbuck. Usher, baby. I just wanna get your attention. Are you serious? Post all kind of men. Who cares? You cannot... <laughs> I always thought the fascination with whether somebody is dating someone is so weird. I never got it. I even went through it. I remember when I, <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago on the bird show, I didn't realize that my dating life was going to have such an effect on my followers. I went on the show and announced that I was dating somebody and I was happy. I lost like 2,700 followers, <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> Yo, mad women were logging off. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, damn. I thought y'all liked me because I was funny. <laughs> I thought y'all liked me because I was insightful. I thought I was entertaining. I thought you enjoyed watching my videos. I was, I'm not lying. I know this, like, I really was shocked. I was like, yo, I lost mad followers. My homeboy was like, duh. I do that all the time. Soon as a girl get a man that I follow, I'm out. And I'm like, yeah, I know men are sick. <laughs> like, that makes sense for men. I didn't know women did that. I am not going to lie. I did not know that was a thing. So I found out. Soon as I found out that I would lose all these followers from simply having a girlfriend, I went right on the bird show the next week. Said, hey, guess who's single? I'm single again. Back on the prowl. Single again. I'm trying to get all my followers back. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I'm just playing. Psych. Can't take a joke. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize it. And then I found out later in the game that in entertainment, that's a thing. They try to keep R&B singers single forever. People really will hurt when you start dating somebody, man. So, I listen, I'm single forever then. I'm trying to have a fan base. Me and Trey Songz just out here single. 
Usher gonna be single forever too. Any man got his own money gonna be single for a very long time. Speaking of Usher, it's a perfect time to segue into the songs of the week. Alright, this is the segment where I play a couple of songs that have come across my mind or that I've heard in passing that have lyrics that I either don't understand, simply don't make sense, or we just have to talk about. And I was having a little Avant throwback moment. Y'all remember Avant, right? I've been waiting to tell you this. You are more than a man could ever want. And this joint came on. Give me five minutes. All right, but before you leave, I just need these last four minutes. Pardon me if I'm talking fast and stumbling all over my words. I heard you were leaving town. I thought I'd be the one to know first. If you have a minute, let me talk to and you. And nobody ever talks on. about the fact that this dude Don't spent this entire song talking about all he had was four minutes. And the song itself is four minutes and six seconds. I come in the house you wasn't serious about her, bro. If you only got four minutes, then be done in four minutes. How bad you want that woman? Like, you mean to tell me when he sat down with the producers and knew that this song was going to be called Four Minutes, there was no possible way for them to shave six seconds so the length of the song could make some damn sense. You can't spend four minutes and six seconds begging for a woman who just gave you four minutes. (coughs) You Denzel. Out of time. Three of the seconds ain't even the words or nothing. It's just air. (laughs) I ain't really want her. He's bullshitting. Then he got this joint. Every time I see you, I get a bad vibe. Now I understand why he took so long. Now I understand why he really ain't want her back like that. Because some of us done been there and this triggered me. I never really thought about these words because at that age, I don't think I fully understood what he meant by that, by that line. But, but some of us know exactly what that's like when you just see a person and you get a bad vibe. The weather change, the room go dark, you get all tense, body get warm, stomach hurts all of a sudden, you got a shit. Bruh. Oh my God. But I'm sick of your stupid ass And I know you tired of me <laughs> Hey, everybody had that one person in life, right? Anytime you even see them, you just get a bad vibe This a classic right here This group is called After 7 Babyface Brothers I'll give you the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the mountains Fam, I'm tired of these lies that you hear on these records. Last time we spoke, Jodeci was up here talking about Take my money, my house and my car For one hit of you, you can have it all, baby I know men like this in real life, too. I give you the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the mountains. I will give you the world and all that you wish for. Fam, you're not doing all that. I'm sorry. My man said he gonna climb the highest hill and cross the widest sea. And nothing will discourage him. So if you see a shark. If you end up frostbit. An alligator. You gonna still find a way to make it across the sea? And then give her the sun right before the moon, the stars, and the mountains? I don't believe you, dude. I don't believe you at all. Fam, I'm going to take you to dinner. (laughs) Little candlelight. Buy you a nice little bag or something, whatever you need. What you need a watch? I I got you, but like all uh, the mountains? Come on, stop, man. Stop lying on these records. He's going to piss on you and tell you it's raining. That's about it. 
Love is a fountain. Who's next? Then there's Usher. Listen, Usher is my guy. But listen, how nobody ever spoke about this? You know what song really made more sense to me the other day after Ush Bucks came out? This one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Usher right? Yeah. Thugga thugga. Yeah. Yeah. Go right up. Yeah. Make you say, uh, no limit. Got that masterpiece. No limit, baby. Give you that black car. No limit. Just know when you roll with a nigga like me, there's no limit, baby. No shit. Of course, it ain't no limit when it's your money. Ush had me fooled. I thought he just had it like that. The man got his own money. You damn right, it ain't no limit. He printing out fake money with his face on it. Ain't no limit for me either, then. I'm Master P too, fam. He's rich. He is rich. What? He's got his own money. And baby, when I tell you he's got his own money, I mean the boy has got his own money. You did it this time. You hit the jackpot. If I go to the printer right now, she can have whatever she want too. The sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the mountains. Who's next? Shout out to the Aries. Aries season is officially over as we welcome the Taurus into the building. But y'all know what time it is with me every month before we say bye to your sign. I give you a farewell, nice little send-off, by roasting the shit out of you. And I tell you all of the reasons that I hate your sign. And this month, well, it's time for the Aries. This is why I hate your sign. I don't know what Aries be going through in life, but I don't like them when they mad. Aries are the first sign of the Zodiac, which makes sense. Cause if you know an Aries, you know that they wanna be first to do every thing. If you in a relationship with an Aries, I would advise that you never try to win at anything. Cause the only thing they willing to lose is you. Aries just walk around looking for challenges. Challenge? Constantly trying to prove themselves to a room full of people who never doubted them in the first place. Aries love to take risk, but hate to lose. And you only really win half your battles in life, which is why you can expect them to be miserable half their damn life. They usually have a very high concern for self-advancement. So high, in fact, that they don't give a about yours. If you walking around waiting for Aries to give a about how you feel, you're going to be walking for a mighty long time. I ain't never met an Aries with a feeling. I rarely meet an Aries with an ass. I think most of them worked it off. An Aries idea of romance is work. Honey, I'll be back. How else we gonna afford to pay for this house? Most Aries are smart and strong, and that's not the problem. The problem is, because of that, they think everybody else is, well, dumb and weak. You ain't the only smart, strong person out here, fam. Most Aries ain't got no damn patience. You ask an Aries to be patient, they'll say something like, I'm trying. That ain't something you need to try. Just calm your ass down. They usually hate to compromise or concede, which is why they come off conceited. Every Aries I know is confident. He ain't even all that. Just delusional confident. They usually make great friends. They'll run through a wall for you or convince you that you can run through a wall. Because they're rams. Which means they'll also run into one. They love to make quick decisions. Not always think things all the way through. Just go for it. Because they like to take risks. It doesn't matter though. Because if they f*** up, they just gonna say it's your fault. Aries the only sign I know walk around hating attention seekers. While being one. They'll tell you that's because they beg for attention. We demand ours. Shut up. Every Aries is capable of an outburst of anger probably once a month. Wait on it. Most Aries know what they want. And they want it yesterday. Which is why they're pioneers. Courageous. They usually break ground. They also usually break bones and find themselves in the middle of breakups. Aries are usually the heroes of their own lives. Problem is, they want to be the hero in your life too. This ain't your f movie. Go sit your ass down. Goodbye, Aries. <laughs> Listen, I get a lot of feedback too about these videos, right? And one of the things that people always want to do is they want to tell me what percentage I am right and what percentage I am wrong. And I think this is hilarious because here's the truth that I don't think people really know about themselves. You ready for this? You don't know yourself. <laughs> like, fam, don't spend your time telling me that I'm 50% right. I'm 46% right. I'm 79% right. You don't see you the way that other people see you. I know. I know it's difficult for some people to realize, but you actually have the most biased perspective of yourself. Trust me. Trust me on this. We all do. It's human nature. But so many people just think they know themselves so well. They know all the flaws. They know all the ins and outs. I promise you, 
If somebody was going to keep it 100 with you about who you are, it would be slightly different than who you pinned yourself to be. <laughs> It'll mess you up. It's like social media. It's the same thing. Everybody goes on their social media and they think that they're seeing all of the same things that the rest of the world are seeing. And you're not. It's catered to you. You're seeing what they want you to see. You ain't always seeing what the world sees. It's the same thing with yourself. The world sees you a little differently than you see yourself. If you don't believe that, well, then you're just naive, and I'm probably even more right about you and your sign. Just a little tidbit of information. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. I had a moment this week that I want to share with y'all because I feel like it goes into some of the things that I've said in the past, and I just think it's necessary. So have a good friend who wanted me to meet someone that they're dating. And I went and I met the person and the person said some things to me that I didn't necessarily like, but I didn't take it personal, but I did see it as a teaching moment because so many people do this right here. I am I'm at the table chopping it up with this person. And I guess they call themselves getting to know me. So they asked me a few questions about the things going on in my life and I'm telling them. Okay, so you got the morning show? And I'm like, yes, sir. You got the afternoon show? I'm like, yes, sir. You got the podcast? I'm like, yes, sir. You know, we start just kind of talking. And he's like, yo, man, that's crazy that you got all of this going on for yourself. I was like, I appreciate it. And he was like, you must have, like, a rabbit's foot up your ass or something. (laughs) I don't think he said it in that context. But he said something to the extent of, you must have a rabbit's foot because you're lucky. And it was just like a string of actions that kept happening where the man would be like, you're lucky. Like if I said I had this, you're lucky. I have this, you're lucky. It was like almost like I was starting to feel set up. He asked me if I have something and tell me I'm lucky to have it. And I was having this discussion with another friend of mine whom couldn't really see why that was offensive. And for me, it was pretty obvious why it's offensive. But in that moment, I realized, well, maybe some people wouldn't realize why that's offensive. So, well, let me explain it. If you ask somebody what they're doing in their current life and it appears that they're doing well, they have success happening for them. To tell them that they're lucky is offensive. (laughs) Luck insinuates that you did nothing to have what you have. That's pretty much what it means. You hit the lotto, that can be considered luck. Now, me personally, I don't like the term lucky. I prefer the term blessed. That's just me. I never go into someone's home and go, wow, you're lucky. Oh, so you're blessed if I like what I see. That's just me. But further than that, I think this is a mindset that a lot of people have about success. Most successful people are not lucky. I know it may appear that way, but I promise you, they're not. Maybe it makes you feel better about the fact that you're not, quote unquote, lucky. You don't want to give them the credit. You don't want to think that maybe they really bust their ass to get there because then it would make you evaluate yourself in a different light. It's human nature to think about someone's successes and desire them, but not consider what they went through to get them and ask yourself, do you want that too? I told fam, lucky. I just told you about the last three years of my life, all within five minutes. I've told you nothing about all of the years that came before that one. (laughs) And you've come to this conclusion that I'm lucky. You have no idea what I've gone through in my life. Not a clue. The blood, the sweat, the tears, the work, the persistence, the courage, the pain, all of it. This ain't just me. This is anybody who has anything. It's offensive to look at that person and go, well, you must be lucky. (laughs) Nah, (laughs) anything but. If I had to tell you my story, hell, I could tell you my story right now. If anybody follows it closely enough, they'll tell you, oh, the man's anything but lucky. (laughs) But the audacity to sit at a table with anyone, someone that you don't know, At all. Don't know a thing about and tell him, man, you're lucky. And he probably didn't mean anything by it. Or maybe he did. I don't know. But that's the point. You shouldn't put people in positions where they have to guess. Maybe it's just me, but I never... When I look at someone who is successful, if I think of a Tyler Perry, if I think of a 
Dwayne Johnson. I don't know their life stories. I don't. I know a little bit about Tyler Perry's. I know he was homeless. I know he slept out of a car. I know there were. I know there were, there were rough times. But I, I certainly, even in not knowing anything, wouldn't think while they're lucky. I don't know what they had to go through to get there, and I don't know if I want to know. Would I like the success? Maybe. Not sure. Wouldn't really know till I had it. But would I want to go through what they went through to get it? Probably not. <laughs> I'm struggling going through what I had to go through. We have to stop automatically assuming that because someone is in a good position that they don't deserve to be because deserving something and getting lucky are two completely different things. Earning something and being born a Kardashian are two completely different things. (laughs) And that's no shot to the Kardashians. Just if you're, if you're one of their kids and you're born and you got a $10 million business at the age of two, I can see how someone would think you're lucky. But when you've bust your ass for 80% of your life to enjoy 20% of some success, lucky don't really come to mind for me. <laughs> don't assume that. What you want is there. Whatever it is that you want is there. You just got to go get it. Maybe you don't have it because you're sitting around waiting to be lucky too. I think there's a quote, something to the extent of luck is what happens when hard work meets preparation. I think that's the quote. Don't quote me on the quote, but I think that's it. Judges? Okay, nope. It's, oh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. All right, that works too. If that's what he meant by luck, sure. But you know what went into that preparation? To get the opportunity? Oh. I don't have enough time or a tape, but I tell you what, it didn't make me feel lucky. My point in this is, I get around people who I see kind of throw shade to other people that they don't know and sometimes that they do know. Almost as if they're saying, why him? Why her? Why did she make it? Why did he make it? What you're really saying, or what people really perceive you to be saying, is why not you? Now, that's the real question. You shouldn't really be concerned with what someone else is doing or why they are where they are, because it's not for you to know. You're never going to know. It's not for you. It's not your path, not your journey. God gave them what God gave them, or the universe provided whatever it did for them for their reason. What that got to do with you? (laughs) If you want something, go get it. Why do people think that someone else's success is in a way of their own? It has nothing to do with you. Only person in your way is you. Mike Ben told us who our competition was. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. Stay out somebody else's pockets unless you want somebody else's pain. It's pretty simple. Who's next? Quote of the week is going out to the great Bishop T.D. Jakes. He gave a word the other day that I thought was real. And it was for anyone who struggles with feeling worthy. Or anyone dealing with survivor's remorse. You gotta get to a point where you thank God for all your grace and all your blessings. Because just like I just finished talking about, there's going to be a time when you go through all of the hard work, the pain, the stress, and all of those times you never thought you were going to make it. Or you didn't know where your next dollar was coming from, your next meal was coming from. And then you go into that season of harvest where your cup may runneth over. And you earned it. You deserved it. But a lot of times you get there and you start to, you're so used to things going wrong, you don't know what the hell is going on. (laughs) Wait a minute. I get it how I live it. Wait a minute. I live it how I get it. Why am I being bust like this? Why are so many good things happening to me? Well, because you earned it. You deserve it. You fought for it. It's about damn time. Learn to embrace your blessings. Sit in your space. You belong at the table. You right where you should be. It's yours. It's rightfully yours. Own it. The Lord told me to tell you to stop struggling with what he's given you. To stop feeling unworthy of what he's given you. To stop wrestling with what he's about to release in your life. 
The Lord told me to tell you to stop feeling ashamed because of the mistakes of your past regarding what he's about to do in your life right now. The Lord told me to tell you that the blessing is rightfully yours. <laughs> it is rightfully yours. Somebody holler, it's rightfully mine. So I'm going to be bold in it. I'm going to stand up in it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to live in it. Because today, I realize that if God would have wanted Esau on the mountain, he would have put Esau on the mountain. If God would have wanted to give Esau the blessing, he would have given Esau the blessing. If God would have wanted Esau to have it, he would have, he would have given it to him and he would have never allowed the trick to work in his life. But God chose me. I may have showed up late, but he chose me. I may have got pushed aside, but he chose me. I may have had to fight all of my life, but he chose me. Somebody just reach up and snatch it and say it's rightfully mine. It's rightfully mine. Peace is rightfully mine. Joy is rightfully mine. Victory is rightfully mine. To be happy is rightfully mine. To walk in the fullness is right. It's rightfully. It's rightfully. I suffered for it. I fought for it. I crawled for it. I cried for it. I wrestled for it. Listen, if it's not your season, don't worry about it. You keep working. Your season is coming. There's nothing else for hard work and persistence to bring you than blessings. It will happen. And if this is your season, well, own it. Sit in it. Go get it. You deserve it. Even if it was luck. <laughs> Be in the moment. Thank y'all for sharing the moment with me. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to it every time. And I appreciate y'all being here. Y'all know what time it is. Next week, bitches. Fam, all I'm saying is if I have had a lucky life, well, I would hate to meet a man with an unlucky one. If I had luck, I had that Andrew kind of luck. You know, you be nice to everybody, they still hit you. You got to follow the footsteps of somebody who you'll never be as good as. You quit early, you'll never win shit. Like, that kind of luck. Beginnings, what keeps the planet spinning?